Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you so much. Every time I sing this song, I've sung this song quite a bit now over the years, there's always something new that reveals itself in my relationship internally to the words and the lyrics of this song. The thing that really came up for me today is, is, is related to this lyric. Whom do I worship? What do I believe? Whom do I worship? What do I believe? And then he answers that question. Seems every answer comes right back to me in the end. Whom do I worship? What do I believe? Today I want to talk a little bit about belief, about our beliefs. And well, I mean, the funny thing is I'm only ever talking about our beliefs. Today I'm just calling myself on, out on it a little bit more directly. I want to talk about beliefs. I want to talk about, actually I want to talk a little bit about dogma. Dogma, dogma, what is dogma? Dogma is a principle or a set of principles that are laid down by an authority and considered by that authority to be incontrovertibly true and, as, and they are accepted by that individual as incontrovertibly true because, here's the thing, because they heard it from the authority. That's what dogma is all about. Now, New Thought teachings, we love to assert the idea that there is no dogma in our teaching but it is very easy to create dogma within our teaching. And so our work is to step away from the dogma we accept as true because we have heard it from an authority and to question everything. That's how we move away from this, this, this notion of dogma within new thought. And our work is to be open to the infinite potential and possibility. And that's how we can say that we have what do we have? We have, the word's going to come to me in a minute. <laughs> the word will come to me in a minute. It's not dogma. It is not dogma. It is doctrine. We have doctrine. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> See, if I open myself up to the infinite possibility, the information simply flows through me. So we do have doctrine within New Thought teachings. So we do propose this as a doctrine of the teaching. This is a principle of the teaching, and I have seen this in various incarnations throughout the New Thought movement. It is this. We are spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by our use of a spiritual law. That law is cause and effect. That is a spiritual principle that we teach. That is a doctrine within this philosophy that we teach. But here's the question that comes up for me. Have you accepted that doctrine as dogma which means you do not question it, or do you ever spend the time to potentially question that statement of principle? Because I believe there is more power in questioning the statement of principle and seeing what flows through as the answer to that question. That statement, we call it divine principle, rooted in this divine ideal that we, have, that we teach that everything is 
divine. Everything is God. Everything is God. If God is infinite, there can be nothing separate from God. So everything is God. So yes, it can be mistaken as a dogmatic statement, but it is not a requirement of belief. Your acceptance of that may become a requirement of belief for you, but it is not a requirement for you to believe that to be part of the new thought paradigm. We don't require any belief in this philosophy. We do not require any belief. We don't even require a belief in God. That may be shocking to hear for some people, but we don't require it. Our work within the New Thought philosophy is to question and say, what is it that you believe? What is it that is within you that shows up as belief? Because that is the thing that is constructing your experience of life. That is a teaching. That is a doctrine. And even that can be questioned. But part of this New Thought teaching is to say, we're all on our own individualized journey. We don't all have to think the same. In fact, we shouldn't all think the same. We should recognize the inherent uniqueness of our place in this experience of life, of the thoughts that we think. It is all unique, and it's all made up. All of it. It's all made up. My construct and experience of life is made up based on how I relate to everything in my life. The same is true for each and every one of us. My beliefs are inherently different from yours. Although we may share some similar ideas, they are inherently different and unique. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing because it leaves open the door of potential impossibility for all the things we would like to experience in our lives. And we don't have to be relegated to the thoughts, ideas, or constructs of anybody else's thought. So yes, we do teach that we do not have dogma, but we do have doctrine. Doctrine is a, is, a, is a stated principle. It's a teaching. It's a teaching. And the important distinction, which I've already mentioned, is that doctrine can and should be questioned. But if you have accepted something from a dogmatic point of view, it means that there is no longer a question about it. So, we have many doctrines in unity. I want to start with, I mean, I've already mentioned one. We are spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by our use of a spiritual law of cause and effect. Um, There is another one, the very first principle. It is this, God is all there is and present everywhere. God is all there is and present everywhere. To what degree do you question that doctrine? Because I think a lot of people below the level of awareness question that doctrine because they separate themselves from God. God is everywhere present, but not here because I can't possibly claim my own divinity because that would be too haughty. That would be too narcissistic of me. When I say we should claim our divinity, it is not to say that we are separating ourselves from everything else. It is to say we are part of the infinite wholeness. And as we claim our divinity, we recognize that in every single facet of being, we see it in the faces of every single person. 
It is to say that it is the great equalizer to know who we are. That's why one of the tenets that I carry with me so close to my heart is to say, remember who you are in every instance, in every incarnation, because it is very easy to forget. Part of our work, part of our work is to live in the recognition of infinite divine ideas consistently flowing through us, showing up in our lives as the full expression of our lives. That's part of the work. I personally, I personally do hold to that idea. In fact, it has become, ready? It has become a dogmatic principle for me to affirm God is all there is. God is all there is, and it is present everywhere. That has become a dogmatic principle for me, but you get to decide whether or not you are going to make that a dogmatic principle for you. Because there are times when I may still step back and go, but is it really? Is God really everywhere? Is God really all there is? Because I can sure point to a lot of things that don't seem to be very rooted in God expression. But that's the opportunity that I have to say, okay, I'm opening myself up to this possibility that God is not everywhere present and what comes through me. If I do hold to the belief that God is everywhere present, then all the things that I see that do not seem to be in alignment with what I think God should be, ah, what I think God should be, when I hold myself into that point of view of looking at things and thinking that they are not in alignment with the way I think God should be, then I have stepped off base of the thing that I hold near and dear to my heart. If I am, that is, it's all God. And the only reason I think that that may not be is because I think that God should look like something or express in some particular way. God is expressing in all ways. So what do you believe? It's a rhetorical question. What do you believe? Do you, do you, do you for instance, accept that particular principle outright, without question? Do you accept that principle outright? I mean, I do hold to the idea that it is true for me. And why? Because when I look at the relationship of, my thing, of myself to the things outside myself, and this is the work that we can all do, when we hold ourselves up to recognize our relationship to the things outside ourselves, we can enhance the quality of our life, and we enhance the quality of our life through questioning through saying, is this true? It's like, so I think that's why the work of Byron Katie really resonates with me, the work. You know, it's called the work. And the very first question, is it true? Whenever you're dealing with some issue in your life, is it true? And then the question, the second question, which I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know exactly what it is, is can you absolutely be certain that it's true? <laughs> right, because that's opening ourselves up to question what it is we think we know. There's great power in questioning. Ultimately, I think the benefit of the New Thought movement, the teachings within New Thought, is that it is open to infinite ideas. It is open to infinite potential. It is open to infinite possibility. We, each and every one of us, are conduits for divine ideas. And these ideas, the ideas, the thoughts, the constructs within consciousness, these are the very substance of God. This substance is inherent. And it is unlimited in its supply. Ideas are unlimited in their supply. And the reason that we can step into active engagement of our spiritual evolution is because we have decided, perhaps, that we are accepting these ideas and being 
motivated forward through these ideas and by these ideas. For instance, so I'm teaching the prosperity, uh, I'm teaching the, the, the prosperity book by John Randolph Price. I'm doing this every morning for 40 days um, on Facebook, live at 7 a.m. every single day. If you have not caught it, you can go back and look. Um, all those videos are there. So I'm, I'm, I'm teaching the prosperity, the abundance book. I'm teaching the idea of prosperity and hoping, I, and I am going to use the word hope, and I'm hoping that I'm connecting with people who are engaged with this process to break open the paradigm of thinking that prosperity is only money. It is not. Prosperity is actually the infinite divine ideas that we all lay claim to, and they are infinite. If we seek prosperity as an experience, and in, in this case, I'm going to say, if we seek wealth in the form of money as an experience that is only one expression of prosperity, it is not about going out there and figuring out how do I make more money. It is embodying the idea of prosperity first and foremost, and then being impelled into action through that idea into the activity of life that brings prosperity into our experience in the form of money. And that's only the first step. That's only the first step. There is no lack of, there is no lack of substance in the infinite. If there was a lack of substance in the infinite, then the infinite would be finite. There is no lack of substance in the infinite. That means there is no lack of ideas in the infinite that are showing up as the construct and expression of our lives. So let us move away. Let us decide today, perhaps, to move away from dogmatic limitations and open our minds to the flow of conscious substance. It is in the flow of mind substance, that is, ideas. It is in the flow of ideas that we create our lived experience. We are doing this at the level of awareness. We're consistently doing it below the level of awareness. But I think that we can be more active in this. Ideas, absent action, have no value in the construct and expression of our lives. And that's one of the failings I see in the teaching of new thought is many people stepping in and saying, oh, I get to change my life if I just study this book and I intellectualize these ideas, then everything's going to change in my life. That's not true. That's not true. Ideas, absent action, have no value. We can root ourselves in the, these ideas. We can intellectualize this principle, these principles. We can think about it all day, all night. But if they do not lead to action in our lives, then they are worthless. Today's talk, the message title is, God is not going to buy your groceries. God is not going to buy your groceries. No matter how much you sit there and think, I am a divine presence of infinite power, and I know that I'm always provided for, and so groceries are mine here and now. Yes, they are. I am open to the presence of groceries in my life because I require nourishment for the experience of my sustenance. So that's a divine idea moving through you. We know 
that the divine ideas move through us, and if the divine idea impels us into action, then we'll actually go to the grocery store to live the magnificent life that God is saying, here's the idea, here's how you do it, right? If the idea lives within you, it is yours to activate. That's the other exciting part of this all. If it is within you, it is yours. You get to own it, you get to activate it. And just to be very clear, the idea about the groceries is actually a paraphrase of Charles Fillmore's. It's in his book on prosperity. And it essentially means this, that if we are going to activate these divine ideas that we lay claim to because they are inherent within, then we must live within this paradigm. Faith without works is dead. Our deeds and actions are the fruit that we bear as the living embodiment of the divine. They are the results of God's substance, the seed germinated by divine ideas. So the call today, the message today, is to activate our lives irrespective of what we've done in the past or how active we think we've been in the past. Our life experience is about continuing in the activity of living. Let us move down from the mountaintop of intellectualization, of of philosophizing. Let us move down from the mountaintop and create create for ourselves the experience of living this philosophy actively at all times, putting it into practice. We have the benefit of awareness. We have the benefit of awareness. We are aware of the cause. That's a lot of what we teach. Be aware that you are the cause of everything that shows up in your life. Yes, we have that benefit. We already know that. We are the cause to every effect. And we can activate and actualize effects in particular ways when we activate those divine ideas from within. We have the benefit of awareness. We are aware that we are the cause. We are aware of the effect. (sighs) I just want us to be more active in this. I want us to put our faith into practice so that we're not all withering away, so that we are enhancing the quality of our life through this work. God doesn't bestow activity upon you. Because God is not something outside the self that says, you will be active. God is the root of infinite divine presence of ideas in mind. It's the activity of the mind expressed through thought, rooted in belief, consistently flowing forth as potential. That's God. God is potential. And we are the ones who activate and actualize that potential. So the whole of infinite potential is right where you are. It is right where each and every one of us is. In what way will you choose to activate it today? Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. 
Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.